Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. America! Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Yes, we're back finally to talk all things Lady Aguilas here on the podcast. I know we've been quite the hiatus, but we're here to discuss about the ladies and their recent run of form against, uh, you know, the closing end of the season and how they're looking like into the Liga, which, by the way, they've officially made it, but AJ will have more news on that in regards to that. Um, and I just said his name, so let's introduce my co-host for today. Is none other than Brooklyn himself, young Arnie, a.k.a. AJ, how are we doing? Um, doing good. Um, our, my body is completely feeling sore because I had a bunch of workouts um yesterday. I'm still recovering for that, but I'm finally happy to be back here to talk everything Lady Aguilas. Definitely talking all things Lady Aguilas, and we're gonna be discussing uh that fantastic win against Cruz Azul in the Clásico Joven. Um, and then of course we're gonna be talking a little bit of the game against Rayadas and maybe some brilliant sparks that we saw here and there, some Coapa news, and then we're gonna look up into the near future that is against Puebla for this Sunday's matchup. Um, so AJ, let's jump right into it. Before we talk Clásico Joven, let's talk a little bit about the game against Rayadas. Uh, I mean. What could we really take away from this game? It was a one-one draw at the end. Uh, you know, what are the what are the big highlighting factors for this matchup for you? It just seems like the defense was um doing everything that they possibly can to just stop this Ariana side from scoring more than one goal. And as you see, the scoreline right there, one-one. It surprised me from what I heard from the game because I was unable to watch it. But I looked at the um highlights and goals and everyone said that America looked impressive against Rayaz, just only being able to keep them to one goal. There was moments where Rayaz did have a lot more shots, but we saw moments of brilliance of Nata Mascherelli herself making saves left and right and the defense just being there at the right time to get the ball out from their side of the half, which is just great to see. Uh America family as well, they did have some opportunities to get some goals just Either just some of the shots were just slightly off target or they just really couldn't find anyone to pass the ball to, to get a goal. We did get a goal in this game at the very end, which was really good. Um, Nice goal from Mayra Pelayo, who scores her third goal of the season. And all in all, I'm impressed. We've been, we drew against arguably the Giants of this league. Um, Before, we drew 2-2 against Degas and we drew 1-1 against Ayaz. And knowing how our history against Ayaz has been before, it's always been losses. And the one time I think I could remember we completely demolished them was back when we had the Copa Mekis where we beat them, not mistaken, 6-0. So to see a score like this, it's promising, especially under new um the auxiliar um Danico um Hugo Ruiz. Yeah. Someone who hey, who knows if he wins the title might actually keep his job. But we'll have to wait and see. I know you have some news in regards to that managerial position uh, a little bit later on in today's episode. But I think you're right, though. I mean, it's promising, right? Because I think that it it starts to kind of set the trend for these ladies coming into the playoffs. And we know that this league is all about momentum, right? Who carries it, who wields it, and how you go about it and using it. And so, you know, the ladies, you know, started to build something here with that draw against Rayadas. Then we're going to obviously move on into the game against Cruz Azul, which I think is a huge plus factor because the ladies were playing um, for a playoff spot in that game. 
Um, and you saw some real determination in that matchup. So we'll, we'll jump into that in just a second. But like you mentioned, you know, some promising things here against Rayadas, uh, against a team that has always kind of had our number since, uh, you know, for the past couple seasons now. And to see that the ladies kind of stepped up to it, uh, you know, had some really good performances from some really good individuals. I don't think this team is still yet playing as a team. I think sometimes we do heavily rely on individual brilliances to kind of keep us in the game. I mean, we're heavily relying on Renata Macharelli from time to time. Um, but it's okay. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't think any of us are really expecting, you know, this team to really pull off the big major upset, which is when the league title, of course. Uh, but, but the fans can dream. The, the fans can dream, and I think that's kind of what is motivating this side, and I think it's what's motivating these players is saying, you know what, we know that we might not reach the promised land, but why not, you know? Why why, why not have a go at it? Um, so, I mean, you know, pretty good promising things from there against Ayadas. I think if he would have ended up losing, that whole playoff spot would have been even more tricky. Um, definitely would have been leading into this weekend against uh, Puebla, and, and I don't think you really wanted that kind of pressure on you. Um, so again, some really good things uh, away in Monterrey. Got to you know uh, walk away with a point and you know build some momentum, build some confidence, which I think is important for this team. Um, and then we move on into the game on on Sunday against uh, who? Oh yes, uh, <laughs> against Cruz Azul. I'm on all over the place today, AJ. Um, this game was actually broadcasted live in Tulane, mm-hmm. which was uh, quite a surprise for, for 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 me myself at least. I don't know. If anyone else felt the same way, but this game was also broadcasted on Facebook and YouTube for uh, Club America, and I did not want to even dare to step into that broadcast. I I, I am officially done watching games on there because I they they've completely thrown the towel on that department. I'll tell you that much, AJ. Yeah, no, just the one narrative. I mean, they try their really best with all. I'm like, could you just please get someone who's just motivated to watch the women's team play? Just get side by side commentators, not just one person's all those camera angles. Please fix those camera angles and the Wi-Fi. Please do. I I didn't get to check it out on Facebook to see if it was lagging that badly, but just if that's one of the if one things I'd say you need to fix. It's definitely that connection. But maybe get the narrators changed first and then go with the Wi-Fi after that. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what was I thinking? Oh, and the replays. Replays would be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, replays would really be nice. Just you know, FYI, uh, if you're listening to this. That's the that's the reason why I have to go check out through the end because they upload the replays or the clips of whatever happened on their Twitter page. If it's on Facebook or YouTube, it's like go up with that. The only way is you have to replay back to that specific moment and then capture that high, which is a pain in the butt for me to do. So I was just be like, nah, through the end is where it's at. Yeah, so I mean, you know, glad that this game was broadcasted live. Uh, but coming into this game, I think that you felt the that there was definitely an urge. Uh, there was something in the air for America. You know, I think the players knew that they were playing, quote unquote, you know, their life. Obviously, this is their job. This is what they get paid to do. And you represent an institution like America. And so not making the playoffs, AJ, would have been more of a failure than what the season has already been. Right. No one no one's going to say that, you know, the only way you really save yourself from this season is if you lift that trophy. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're qualifying in eighth place. You haven't looked the best and you haven't really represented what the America culture is. Right. And so uh, there was a lot of pressure coming into this one and thinking, were these ladies going to fold under the pressure or were they going to go out there and kind of, you know, grab it? And, and and I'm glad that it was a lot. I'm glad that they, they, they went and they, they took their chances. Um, 
saw a lot of good players out there. Some some players really playing for for the jersey. Uh, Danny Flo, I mean, what 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 cannot be said about her, right? I mean, she was uh, she was very impressive. Uh, let alone the fact that she got a goal in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the aggression, I, I like it. You know, I, you, you know, she she got a yellow card. I get that, but <laughs> I, I, you know, there's there's something about that that she has some grit to her. You know, that's there's some passion there that I think sometimes needs to be there in order to spark a little bit something in in your teammates. Um, and I think she brings that. Uh, and I don't know about you, AJ, but I think that there's a there's been a shift in the culture in regards to that locker room ever since Guayat has left. Um, that you know, I feel like there's an ambience of a little bit more relaxed happiness going on in around some of these players. I mean, you see them going out more, you see them kind of celebrating more, you you see, you see more of a unit and, and a family rather than what we saw at the beginning of the season where it's, it's a little bit more stale than anything. Um, but talk to me a little bit about this Cruz Azul game. How did you feel after that 2-1 victory? What did you see from these ladies uh, that went out there and played for that playoff spot? I just love how they knew from the, from the get-go, it's life or death at this point. We need to pick up these three important points against Cruz Azul. While a draw could be like, we still have a chance, it's better. Get the win now and just know you're putting all that pressure on Cruz Azul because, spoiler alert, Cruz Azul, they're out. They got the match 5-2 against Guerrero. And I feel like this game in particular crushed their hopes and dreams at that point because we saw at the very end of the game, they just looked distraught and just unbelievable that they lost a very important game like this. But for America, very good. You just see a bunch of smiles on their faces. Happy that they once again came out on top in the Clásico Joven, and that's what's really important because at the end of the day, you need to remember, this is a Clásico between these two teams. We've been playing at it since the very, be- since the very beginning of the league, and it's great to see how these players did not forget that not only is this a game that we need to win, it's also a classical. You want to have the bragging rights at the end of the day, and that's exactly what these players did. And I just love how every single one of these players were determined to play at 100% and give it their all, and that's what's important. Danny Flo, that goal by her, amazing. And I'm just glad to just see her get herself on the score sheet. She's only had two goals this season. It's a start. It's, it's a um. It's, it's a promising start. Not every player is going to come into the league and slant to this America side as a forward and score 10-plus goals. It's all it's all about a process. And then the second goal by, and then the second goal by Zanli Farias has her third goal this season. She actually had, and this is like the most goals she scored in a season as well. And it's great to see. It's just wonderful to see how all of these players were playing as a team. We were really relying. I didn't feel like we were relying on individual performances as much as the game against Arias. When look at it at the match eight, just like every player, they played a key part in this match. Yeah, and I think that's you know it goes back to saying the fact that I think everyone stepped up to the moment and they understood what they were playing for. Um, let's talk a little bit about, about uh, Janelle Farias. I mean, uh, you know, heavily criticized at the beginning of the season, right? Uh, but again, it was it was an adaptation period. But I think she's really come into the role of being kind of that leader in the back. Um, obviously, we haven't seen her pair up with uh, Jason Orejel as we all intended she would be this season. Um, you know, wonder why that has been. But, you know, obviously injuries, Goyard trying to play, you know, Jocelyn as a left winger sometimes and this and that. But I think that Janelli slowly but surely has come to kind of realize her role in this America side, knowing that she is the veteran, knowing that she has the most experience. Um, and now a lot of responsibility will fall on her shoulders coming into the Liga. 
you know, she's she's going to be kind of looked at uh, to see if she comes and steps up into the moment and how she leads this side going forward. Um, so it will be interesting to see how she kind of takes up that responsibility. But like you mentioned, this is a good game for her. Uh, defensively speaking, you know, I'm not just talking about the goal, you know. Goal's always a nice thing to kind of, you know, bolster your, your confidence. But I think overall, you look at how defensively this unit was against Cruz Azul, and not to say that Cruz Azul really troubled us as much, but... I think that we we stayed as organized as possible, uh, and I think Yaneli was 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 a big contributing factor to that. So good good things to see from there. Um, you know, this game easily could have been a different scoreline. I think we had some chances that we didn't really take opportunity. I think again that final touch in the final third was letting us down a little bit. But overall, I think that you know you're starting to see a different America side. You know, with with with. Ever since the departure of Coyote, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think ever since like I looked at it, if I'm not mistaken, we have won two games. We've beaten Santos, we drew it against Rayadas, and we beat Cruz Azul. That's three games that we have not lost, and that's good. And then when you're looking at the manager that we have currently, who is who already is, he's just a temporary manager until Fernandos, and then you have his assistant um, coach in Victor Medina, and you're just seeing as, like you mentioned, I feel like something is different. It seems like what who is. It's he seems to have like more of a game plan, and I feel like he lets his feelings be known out there, which I feel like that's something we don't see much in Cuellar. You just seem going up or down the sidelines at times, maybe pointing fingers here and there, telling if um the ladies need to do something. But whoever he is, he just lets it out well. If he's any that a call is not going his way, he would try to tell the referees like, "What was that?" When we score a goal, he gets he gets um excited and looks to um his um, coaching staff and gives high fives all around. That's the kind of thing you want to see from a manager like that. And the press conferences as well. He's just being, he's just saying out there like the truth, like how we're currently playing, what we're looking to do in the next game, who I expect to play and what's just the overall like objective of the match. And ultimately I feel like we're hitting all those objectives as, you, as, um, as a, someone who is a new coach, because he's not had much of a managerial experience up front, he's always just been the assistant coach. You're starting to see some calls in him, and there's also now been rumors, which we'll talk more about soon, of him potentially being the coach for America Feminine. Personally speaking, mm, I'm a little bit iffy on that part, but if he is given the job, in this case, may he take this real, and this could be a whole new chapter for um, Hugo Ruiz and for America Feminine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I think his real kind of test is is this and how far he can get into the league and all that stuff. And I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later down the road, you know, whether or not he's done enough to kind of, you know, take that position. But we'll have to wait and see because I'm, I'm sure that there's other names circulating out there that kind of rival him. And, well, you know, we'll have to see what the what – the, what the club decides to do in, in in that department, but I mean overall, you know, positive signs for for the for the ladies. Um, again, though, you, you got to close out strong, and we'll talk about that against Puebla and and then what we need to see them to do. But mm-hmm. I mean, you you kind of you know you went you left the game pretty content, right? You left the game pretty content and said, you know what, this is a good game, good three points, good win against your rivals. Um, on to the next one. I, I really think that's the mentality right now. Yeah, no, I can completely agree. Even though the only thing that did worry me slightly was just that ridiculous goal that Cruz Azul scored against Rata Meche by Rebecca uh, Valivendas, 
what a goal. But at the same time, it's just the thing, once again, where we see the goalies from time and time again for Mega Feminine. They just always seem to just step out further than they're supposed to. And then we can see goals like that. And the first thing in my mind, I was like, do not tell me that remontada is going to actually happen now at a time like this. I got worried. And it actually did because they did end up getting some more opportunities. And at the match, they came up huge. But all in all, like you mentioned, content. We get three points when we came out on top in the classical Owen. We move on to the next game and the final game of the season, of the regular season, to say. Of the regular season, yes, AJ, we're moving on to Puebla. What that game will entail for us, we'll, we'll have a little bit more on that in just a second. But, you know, like you mentioned, it, it was a little bit scary at the end, and you thought, well, here we go, same old, same old, right? We can see the goal, and then we're just kind of, kind of, you know, deteriorate and fall and fall under the pressure and concede that, that late equalizing goal that America is prone to receiving. Men or women, mm-hmm. um, but no, the ladies were strong. They held their ground, and I think, like you mentioned, you fall back on you know your individual performances, like you know your defense, your goalkeeper to to you know, take you out of these tough situations. And thankfully, they were all up for the task. And so, you know, a decent result at the end of the day. And like you said, we move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about in regards to this classical home before we kind of wrap it all up here? Um, Hannah Gutierrez, she just amazed me with each and every single game that she plays for America, whether coming off the bench or starting, she just grows more and more as a player, and that's what I love to see. A player that was heavily criticized a lot since the very get-go she was first given her um, her start back in, if it was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and everyone was just wondering why why is she on this squad? She doesn't possess any qualities that you'd see in a America feminine player. And I feel like she's been proving a lot of those people completely wrong this season. From that goal she scored in the in the Classico Nacional when she scored just a, that um the second goal of the match at least proved something to the Americanismo and to all the critics out there. She's here to stay and she's here to play, and that's why I love to see. She delivered an amazing cross early on the game that Maya Pelayo's header happened to just go slightly off target, but that goal. If that cross connected, which it did, and if that header went in, what assist that would have been. And she actually got named player of the match in this game, I think, with 85% of the votes, which is really outstanding to see. Definitely. I mean, uh, a happy Hannah is always going to be beneficial for America. Uh, like you said, there's something about this that feels different with her. She's enjoying her football. She's enjoying being out there on the pitch a little bit more than usual. Um, and I think she's accepted the fact that she's kind of growing into this and, and that she has high expectations because, you know, everyone around her has always hailed her to be like the next big player for Mexico, mm-hmm. right? Individual talent, she has that and, and you know, a, a whole bunch of other stuff. And you think that, you know, at that young age, it could be deteriorating having so much eyes on you, especially playing in a team like America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think slowly but surely – She's kind of falling into this kind of, you know, role of being our left back, uh, uh, providing, being kind of an an instrumental player when it comes to going forward. Uh, And, you know, just kind of have to work on the defensive side of things. But I I think you're right. We're starting to see a much better uh, Hana, you know. Uh, And we're starting to hear less of the Hana chant. 
during during these two Atlanta games. Mm, sadly, unfortunately, I did have to hear that at one point. I think it was in the 70th minute. I'm just like so close. We were close to going so to a full 90 minutes, but hey, I didn't. I wasn't here at concert. She had the ball, and I'm like, that's good. We're starting. Maybe I forgot the miss taking notes. Is like I should probably stop saying that because I'm gonna get so many tweets about just telling me to shut up. And that's the case. It's a start. Gotta start somewhere, AJ. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean seriously, it, you know, it, it's a good thing. You you want Hannah Gutierrez kind of coming into this and and kind of accepting a role and taking responsibility there and showing up. You know, this is a big game and. She did so, and she continues to do so for America. And I think, you know, with with the right guidance, and I think someone like Jenny Farias there, I think you know, she 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 can be on her way to being, you know, probably the best player on the America side for you know a couple couple years down the road. So something to keep an eye on for definitely, definitely. Um, anything else? That's about that's about it, really. Definitely. All right, then. Um, well, Angie, if that's about it, then that pretty much does it there. America wins 2-1 to one against Cruz Azul in the – well, in Coapa. Sadly, not in the Estadio Azteca, but, uh, oh, well, hey. One day. One day. One day. It's, it's not like any other team was using it that day. I don't know why we could have been playing there. It should be the home. It should be the home. Boom, it is the home. We just don't get that many games over there. Well, maybe by the time the Mencia and Cruz Azul – Finally get their stadium, move them out, and say that many family, that's your home stadium now. You ain't going to, you're only going to go up at the train now, and that's what I just only hope for. Because they need to play more in the Azteca, because I feel like in most games that we had in that Azteca, I think it's it's a mixed record, really. I know earlier on in 2017, we played it. We demolished teams because we were in our own group. Where we already had like the easiest group at the time where we only had to worry about Puebla when they actually used to be a solid team. Toluca when... They're still solid, and Pachuca, who a great team all in all. But and then when we compare to it now, it's been tough, especially with the with the points that we've been getting, like your Chivas, your Ayadas, Tigres, all of that. Yeah, it's it's definitely been you know a, a bit of a curb to kind of overcome. But hey, I think mm-hmm. these ladies will eventually do it if we do get more games in the Stadistic Cup. But that does it for that. So let's move on into the next segment, AJ. But before we do so, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com and check out some of the great products that they have, like this tea that you guys are seeing me and AJ wear right there. You guys like it. You guys can get, uh, you guys can buy one. Use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Uh, and not just this, but all Foot Cult products, okay? So if you like anything, if you like the shorts, if you like the shirts, if you like the I was gonna say jeans, but I don't think they're there yet. But if you what like, else? you know, if you like the hats, I know they got hats going on, AJ. Um, make sure you use the discount code. Or if you want to save that discount code, well, you don't have to save it, you can all use it all the time. Um, but if you want to use that discount code for this upcoming weekend, we highly advise that you keep an eye out on Foot Cult's social media and our own social media platform as we are gonna be dropping something just just ridiculously mind-blowing. All right, what you guys are gonna witness. On Sunday, yes, I'm officially announcing it. Sunday is the day we are dropping something with Foot Cult. Uh, you guys are going to go berserk. Pre-orders will be opening up uh, anytime now on Sunday. And like I mentioned, you guys do not want to miss a second of it. And you guys can use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. AJ, are you excited, my man? 
Yes, I am. I did hear um there is a narration for that video as well, and it gave me goosebumps when I listened to it the very first time. Definitely, definitely. Well, we'll have you guys up to date with all of that. Make sure you guys go check out our social media platforms and full calls as well, as you guys will be covered with everything in regards to this drop coming soon. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for sponsoring today's episode. All right, AJ, news from Coapa. Anything to update us in regards to the ladies? Um, On Sunday, when they played against Cruz Azul, uh, I, I think it was Alfredo Tame or Diana Barinas, she did, they mentioned news that how supposedly Hugo Ruiz might actually get the job at America Feminine, considering how the results have been for, uh, recently for the team, but they just only said that he is one of the options. It's not guaranteed. He's not, he did not already solidify his spot. He's just one of the options that America Feminine might go with. And with Victor Medina as the assistant coach, it is most, I, Feel like it's most like he's gonna be staying there as the assistant coach. He is he was supposedly an option as well for the head coaching job. If no one doesn't know about Victor Medina, he coaches Fuerza Basicas at America. He coached um the sub 15 side in 2019, I think it was, and he led them all the way to the finals. So that's something good to hear. But as for the men's side of things. You'll be if he does get his assistant um job, he's gonna be coaching the women's side. And I'm wondering to see what he can do with his um expertise and brings and bring his knowledge of what he had at, at the um Quasabasica's level onto the um women's side. As for who is, who knows? He's been having good games already. He if I'm not mistaken, last season for a game where I was not able to coach due to COVID, we did happen to win the game, and that was against FC Juarez, which was one zero. And the other news, as everyone already heard. We're in the Liguilla. We actually did it through all of the challenges that we overcome this team with Sack and Coyar. We still made the Liguilla. That has, we have still been doing it since 2017. And I'm actually excited for it as much as I'm just like, oh no, please, I, I don't want to suffer more. I'm genuinely excited. We got Hugo Ruiz. We're undefeated in three games. See what he can do. Um, it's still to be determined who are we going to pl- who are we going to play in the game. It could either be Tigres or it could be Chivas, depending how the um, table fluctuate from 7 to 8, really. Pachuca's got a game tomorrow, and that depends how many goals they concede. If we they concede a certain amount of goals, and then America scores a certain amount of goals against Puebla, we can move up to 7 and play against Chivas to rematch them in the Casco Nacional, which I wouldn't mind, but at the same time, that's very scary because we know what happened in the regular season. Or we stay in 8 and play against the East. But I'm excited, actually. How about you, Ivan? Yeah, you know what? I think this is something that we were talking about a little bit earlier and saying that, you know, it, it depends on who who you end up getting. But at the end of the day, I think we're all itching for a rematch against Chivas. And, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, we, we have we have a certain record against them in, in playoffs that I think would, would help us. Um, but also, I mean, you know, if you're if you're going up against Tigres and you manage to, you know, come out of that side victorious and move on into the semifinals, I think at that point you're just like, well, who who can't we be? You know, mm-hmm. so I think that regardless of who we get, it's gonna be a good test for the ladies. And if you're able to overcome this test, well, sky's the limit at that point. Yeah, no, and that's and good point that you mentioned, Deeks. Remember this season we drew two two against them, and funny enough, America Fair were actually leading throughout most of the game. The problem, America themselves, ironically, we conceded two penalties back to back over silly fouls. But we actually gave Tigres 
a run for their money at, at that point. And remember, Kathy Martinez was not even featured that time. They kind of play like their second squad slash first team against us, and we held up pretty well against our own. And especially as well, by the time the Gita starts, we'll have everyone back back at 100%. And it's, let's see who it is, what our, our true starting line is going to be. Maybe the first time probably in this season we get an actual starting 11 where everyone in the correct positions and the best starting lineup possible under um, a temporary manager. So who knows Who knows what can happen in the year? Because remember, anything is possible in this league. And it's just like the men's side thing, the Yemenekis. It's crazy up there. You could be good in one season and just be terrible in the next. Or... You could be doing um terrible in one season, and the next season, you're just right up there in top eight. So anything can happen. Yeah, interesting. I think you mentioned it, right? Going undefeated with this new interim manager, I think like we've mentioned time and time again, it's building momentum. That's why this Pueblo game is so important. Not because you know it's a win or lose situation, you know, regardless of what the scoreline is, I think you're still gonna finish in a playoff spot. But the most important part is building and continuing that momentum run so I can push you and you can use that to your advantage in the Ligia. So it's going to be an interesting thing how, you know, how the Liddies go off against whoever we face off and how we're coming into that matchup it will be definitely interesting. Um, Jose Mourinho is free. You think he might want to take the job? <laughs> is free as well. You don't got a job. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's doing Volati's, uh all right, in Mexico. I can't remember what commercials he's doing, but yeah. Jose Mourinho, let us know if you're interested in the job. Dial our number, 1-800-784-46587. Um, that pretty much does it, right, for, for using Coapa? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, nice, AJ, nice. Um, well, make sure you guys follow us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll keep you guys up to date with all things Lady Aguilas. I know we have the Ligia coming up in just two weeks. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks. The, the league is going to be on. Even though the men's will have a bye week, the ladies will be out there in full force playing. So that's something to keep an eye out for. So if you guys are going to be missing a little bit of that America football on the weekend next week, well, don't fear. Fear no less. You'll have the ladies to thank for. And uh, hopefully, AJ, we have something to cheer about. So Yes. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but all right, then let's move on into the next segment. Let's move on to the final segment of today's episode. America versus Puebla, Puebla versus America, AJ. Coming into this one, we've mentioned it time and time again, and I cannot keep exhausting this. America needs to come out this game and win it because of the fear. The, the sole factor of it just boosts momentum, right? Not because you can finish seventh. That, that, that shouldn't really worry or, or matter at this point. Not because, you know, if you lose this game, you're still going to be in a playoff spot, but it's because you have to build that momentum going forward. Now, this game is going to be bright and early again on uh, on, on Sunday. It's going to be 10 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. So for all our Eastern friends, it's going to be at 1 p.m. for you guys over there. It's going to be away at the Estadio Cuauhtémoc. Um, wait, is it going to be at the Estadio Cuauhtémoc? Yes, it's going to be at the Estadio Cuauhtémoc. Okay, I, said, I didn't. I jumped the gun there, AJ, without actually having all the facts there. But I'm glad it paid off in the end. Um, yeah, I mean, what what more could we expect from the somebody side that we haven't seen already? Um, really, like you mentioned, it's all about that momentum at this point. The, and the thing you're gonna really need the most when you're coming to Liga Ligia is having all that confidence and momentum. While yes, the regular season is different from the Ligia, you're still carrying over all that confidence and the momentum you had in that last game of the season. 
straight over to the playoffs. And that's what Mecca needs to do in this case. It's against a Puebla side where they're not the greatest team this season. They're in 70th place, second to last. It's been tough for them. They're not the same team as they used to be back in 2017 where you see them right in that top, in the top eight spot or the top four spot in our group. Back then when they were gained, I think the highest they had was 28. That's when they had a good side. But now, not so much. But remember, any anyone can surprise anyone in this league. And this season has been full of surprises. You just see the teams like San Luis, FC Juarez, Puebla, Mazatlan, giving all these big teams a surprise and handing them losses and ties that they think, like, how this even happened. Puebla, it's the same thing. While they've only recorded two two wins this season, some of the ties that they have been getting has been pretty impressive. They drew against Tijuana, they drew against Mazatlan, Cruz Azul, Santos, and they took important points from them, which could have had them being in top eight at some point. So with Puebla, they're definitely going to be going guns a blaze. There's none for them to lose, but they want to give it their all this season and to the fans. And Omega Feminine, they need to do the same. They qualify for the Gia. That doesn't mean this game doesn't mean anything at this point. You want to show to the other seven teams that are going to be in the Ligia, watch out. Even though we had a bumpy start, we're going to finish it off strong and we see everyone else in the Ligia. And that's what I just want to see from this America side. Play with the play with a hundred percent. Play with passion, love for the jersey, and go all out on Sunday against Puebla. Yeah, definitely. I think we're we're looking for this side to come out with heart, right? And I think something I spoke to you about before we started recording is I just want to see them go out with and play with heart. Um, and, you know, I think you put it perfectly, AJ. I think that you know the way we are painting it out to be is the same way that I would imagine it. You know, both teams kind of going head on, seeing you know who's gonna fold first, Puebla. Really nothing to lose for, and you know what better way to close off your season than beating against than beating America, and America on the other side. You know what better way to close out your season than to continue this kind of spree of of, of good games and where you and continue to be unbeaten under your new, your new manager, right? Building momentum, kind of building that traction, taking it into the year, seeing where it goes from, and then like you mentioned, you know, kind of maybe, you know have the other rivals a little bit more uncomfortable saying, okay, maybe this America side isn't as weak as we all expected them to be. So we'll be interesting to kind of see how, how both teams kind of line up. And I'm curious to hear what your starting 11 is for mm-hmm. the game against Puebla. Wonderful. So goalkeeper, we have another match early. Back for us, we consist of Hannah Gutierrez on the left, Jenny Freyes as our center back. I'm going to have Ana Gabi starting as our center back instead of Selena Valera. Monica Rodriguez be on the right. And in midfield, I'm going to have Monset on the left. I'm going to have Nayara Garcia on the right. I'm going to go with Jennifer Munoz and Eva Gonzalez as a center mids. And up front, I would think I'd like to see um, Amaya Pelayo and uh, Danny Flo up front. Interesting. So no Cascuevas in this lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was sporting this captain armband on Sunday. So I, I find it hard that she might get dropped. But it would be nice to see Jen start. Um... No Jocelyn either. Mm-mm. She was left out actually against um Crusasu against um, Crusasu, which everyone raised questions to why, and it's still unknown to why she was left out of this game. But potentially could be who knows. Maybe she might end up starting in this game, or we could see her on the bench. Interesting, kind of something uh, a little side note to kind of keep track of, but um, we'll have to wait and see how that develops. But overall, I like your I like your formation. Let's talk about that right midfielder right there. You know, let's, Diana let's Garcia. About, yeah, let's talk about Diana Garcia. I think this is someone that's coming into the position, and I think someone that we talked about, you know, highly rated in in, in the first game that we saw her playing, saw some good things from her. 
Never really saw her again afterwards, though. AJ kind of maybe faded away with Leo Collar, but mm -hmm. seems to be kind of gaining traction under this new helm. And so, I mean, from what I've seen from her, you know, she's exactly what we need at times. You know, she's fast. She She's not afraid to take on a player, too. Not to say that it always works out, but, you know, she's daring. Um, and really, I mean, if you keep on getting her, giving her a game time, I, I don't see why she can't be your number one starter on the right-hand side. Yeah, no, and it's crazy because from time and time and again, every America is saying when are we going to find the right midfielder we've been looking for or the winger because she can actually play on both as a right mid or right wing, and she can even play on the left wing and the left mid as well. And it feels like she's like a Swiss army knife when it comes to the left or right-hand side. And many people have been wondering from time and time again to how she's not starting in this team, like you mentioned. It seemed like she was just left behind by Coyard. And when just keeps pointing out, we had either have seen Hannah Gutierrez on the right mid side or Jennifer Munoz, which we've seen her from time and time. When it's like, you have Diana Garcia right there who clearly can play that position. Star. And when she does get that game time, she's proving to why we signed her in the first place. She has not had no prior league experience. This is her first season in the Liga Manca 17. She has played in college in Mexico. And when we brought her here, she's transitioned. She just transitioned everything she had in college. She played into the into the big leagues. And look how she's playing. We see some moments of brilliance from her. Those crosses, the one-on-ones, the dribbles, just her just being able to just challenge players. And it's just great to see. And I feel like with time, with time in time, if she could start starting more games, we could definitely steer to secure that right mid side complete. And we no longer have to worry about who a right midfielder is going to be. We play a 4 4 2, she could slot right on the right or on the left. If we're going to play a 4 3 3, we need a winger. You can slot on the left or the right as well. It's perfect. Can't go wrong with that. Definitely. And I think that's something that, I, you know, wasn't really highly talked about or maybe isn't talked about enough, but I think that she's coming into this and, you know, could potentially have some good uh, some good things for us. Um, I, I mean, any other player there in your starting eleven that you think maybe needs to come out and have a have quite quite the game? Um, Diana Flores. I've always said since day one, she has she's wearing that number nine jersey. It's a very big number in America because that belonged to Lucero Cuevas. At this point, it's her first season. Yes, she's only had two goals. She's back backing it up with four assists and thirteen games played. But in this case. It's always going to be a tough start in the league, especially when you had no prior professional um, experience. She did play back in the United States, and I remember in high school, which I happened to surprisingly found. She had, I think, around, what, 10 games played, five goals some, five goals um, scored in that time? Not bad, but hey, but with the way she looks, she plays that with that aggression. I feel like that's got to be that's gotta be um something you see a lot of these players that are coming from from uh, California. They just have that grit and grind. They're just aggressive. You see Martin Campa, look how she is. She isn't afraid to get scrappy with players or with defenders. She will definitely put in an elbow here and there. And that car we saw on um Sunday against Kusasu, players were telling her, calm down a bit. You got your goal. You don't want to get red card now because we're going to need you. But I just want to see Dan um, Danny Folk just keep scoring more goals. She got two goals. She's got two goals this season so far. Remember, no one else is hitting double digits this season. Top goal scorer this season is Daniela Espinosa with only five. We haven't been seeing her play that much. Let's get her see I would like to see her get um, a goal or two. Or who knows? Maybe a hat trick against Puebla. Because I'm pretty sure when Elia comes, if we are gonna see Daniela Espinosa up front, we're gonna probably see Danny Flo most likely up front there as well. So for now, build that confidence and momentum that you have playing as a forward. Get some goals going. Definitely. I mean, 
yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to live in a world where Danny Flo scores three goals against Puebla, right? I mean, ideally, that that's that's the perfect game. But it, it, it all comes down to how these ladies want to play it out. And I think it's important that, you know, they, they, they all they all have a task to do at hand here. And I think the most important thing, and I know we kind of like to highlight players and, and, and maybe, you know, we think that because of that, it, it's more of an individual game. But the one thing I do want to see from these ladies is to play as a team, really. Um, play as a unit. I understand that there, there has to come individual brilliance here and there, but don't rely on it to, to kind of save your bacon. You know, be a little bit more smart, be a little bit more daring, be a little bit more adventurous, and, and, and be smarter with the way you're playing. And we've seen that, baby steps, right? Gradually going from game to game to game. Uh, and this Kususu game that we just talked about is a perfect example of how, you know, slowly but surely they're starting to kind of play as a unit. And I think we just want to cement that against Puebla. Yeah, no. And as well, we haven't played we haven't played Puebla that much. We've have two wins against them, one draw and one loss. I would love to add us another win in this case because in prior um games against Puebla, it hasn't been high scoring that much. It's either a boring um nil nil draw, we get a one zero, two zeros. In this case, I'd like to see something in this case. But like, as I mentioned, despite Puebla not being the greatest this season, remember the teams are all at the bomb. They have none to play for, but they want to give it their all against the top teams, especially America, the other Ligia side. And Puebla has been that team that has stopped numerous teams from prior weeks that want to get into, the, into Ligia. They stopped them on their tracks completely, and I felt like that's that one team where it just stopped everything from that point, started losing momentum. In this case, America, they can they need to not get themselves distracted at all or let in 30 or 40-yard shots out and go in the back of the net and surprise you completely. Everyone's got to be... Um, careful against this Puebla side. Yes, like I mentioned again, they haven't been great. But once against a big team like America, they're gonna play. They're gonna play with everything that they got. Definitely. Do we know how tall Renata Macheri is? Renata Macheri. That's a very good question. Because I think I'm not mistaken, the tallest goalkeeper in this league is Stefani Jimenez, and I think and I'm trying to remember. I think she's five ten or so, five eleven. Oh my uh, gosh! Renata Macheri. She's what? 1.6 cents, so that's like 5.6 or 5.7, I think it is. So Makes a lot of sense, AJ. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, um, you're right. You know, with everything that you just mentioned, with everything that you just said, you know, it's 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 important that America doesn't fall asleep at the wheel. They understand the importance of continuing this good run of form, but they know that Puebla is going to be there at the turn of the corner to try to halt that, make it come to an end. Um, and they just got to be smart. They got to be smart the way to play it and really take the game to them, right? Unnerve Puebla, take the game and, and show that you're not afraid, you know? Really play like there is nothing to lose because you technically don't have anything to lose here, AJ. You're already in the playoffs and... You know, you might as well just rack up a couple of goals, rack up a couple of confidence, and see where that takes you. But for the most part, it's interesting stuff. Interesting stuff nonetheless. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the ladies play this Sunday and, and you know, how they do against this Puebla side. But with that said, AJ, I want to hear your prediction for the game on Sunday. Are we betting the house or are we not? We're betting the house. We're going in. And I know very well that America Femini can definitely take the game to Puebla and defeat them. Scoreline? Scoreline, I got going 3-0 in this game, actually. 
Three zero, very adventurous. All right, I like it. I like it. AJ, I'm going to go and say two zero for America. A clean sheet, though, at the end of the day, would mean the world to Renata Macharelli and this defense. A couple of goals would mean a lot of confidence boots all around this squad, especially our forwards. Uh, hopefully, they're the ones scoring them. But I think the most important thing is here a victory, right? A victory, boost of morale, going into the year strong, and then we await our opponent on Sunday, which we should know by then who we're going to be playing. Yep. Um, I can't wait for the year as well, because let's see what this team can do on their um, Hugo Ruiz. And if it ends up falling short, at the end of the day, we continue our streak and make the year, which is really good after all that we've went through in this season from playing around with the captain's armband, changes in the squad constantly every single match day with the sack of Leonardo Cuellar. And then we have a new, ma uh, we have a temporary manager who's the five feel like at this point where everyone look is like maybe Cuellar was actually the problem with this team. And that new temporary manager that once worked with them, maybe he's got different ideas for this America side. So it'd be good to see and let, and mention again, the regular season and the Ligia, it's two completely different things. The Ligia feels like it's you're starting fresh again. You got two games, score as many goals as you can. Whoever got the most in a day, you move on to the next round. Like you mentioned, where we are playing against, so that's either going to be Tigas or Chivas. If we beat them, if we happen to beat them in the quarterfinals, like you mentioned, who's to say we could probably be anyone at this point. Anyone's up for grabs of the title at that point. Yeah, no, and, and it's going to be an interesting episode next week, Adrian, when we do kind of recap all of that and talk about, you know, who we're going to be playing and how we should be playing and what our odds are and stuff like that. Again, interesting episode. You guys don't want to miss it next week, so if you guys uh, haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms, and if you guys listen to this on Spotify, iTunes, you know, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to this, make sure you guys follow us so you guys don't miss a second of this whatsoever. But, uh... AJ, anything else to talk about? No? That's a, that's about it, actually. I think we fit all the mark here. Nicely done. Alrighty then, AJ. Well, with that, um, all I gotta say is make sure you guys check out for this weekend's drop uh for the Eagle Eye Podcast and Foot Call Drop. If you guys haven't done so already, uh save you guys' uh notification bell for that. And We'll be leaving you guys with that. Well, AJ's gonna get, have you guys covered on Sunday uh, early in the morning for all of us here in the Pacific Coast. Uh, everyone else in the East Coast is going to be right after brunch. So go get your mimosas and then head over to your TVs as we're going to see America play. Is this game going to be broadcasted, AJ? Um, unfortunately, man, on Devastated Deportes, which is all down Mexico, so it'll be geo-blocked. If I'm just going to find the link like I usually do and let, and then start sending it out to everyone who's interested in the match. All righty. Interesting. Well, then, if that's the case, we can get in touch with AJ. You guys have his handle right there, at a uh, S. P-U-C-C-I, Taco. I'll put that together. I was not going to try to pronounce that, AJ, by no means necessary. AJ, we're going to start a petition for you to change that ad to Young Arnie. I think it will be a lot <laughs> easier for people to, to find you. But uh, alrighty then, AJ, again, thank you so much for taking your time out of the day to talk all things Lady Aguilas. So everyone that's listening to everyone that's out here, thank you so much again for making this a possibility to our sponsored Foot Cult as well for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, again, it means the world to us. Alrighty then, we're going to leave you guys that with that. We'll be back next week to talk things all America and maybe get a word or two from you guys in regards to that drop and whether or not you guys liked it. Alrighty then. With that further ado, you guys have a wonderful time. We'll be back again next week. Stay safe, wear your masks, and as always, Arriba la America. Good night.
Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 